Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Bucks get a, another win. They're 16th in a row. They're 22nd in the first 25 contests here in 2019. Joining us now to talk about it is Eric Name. You follow him along in his coverage of the Milwaukee Bucks at Eric underscore Name, N-E-H-M. Name, appreciate the time, man, today. Happy to be here. How are you guys doing? Well, Eric, I, I'm actually just recovering. I was laughing way too hard and then uh, actually yelling way too loud when somebody said that uh, Kirk Cousins was more elite than Aaron Rodgers, so I'm excited that we're getting back to uh, some of this basketball conversation. <laughs> Eric, wh- where they are sitting right now with Giannis sitting last night and it was really no problem against the six-win New Orleans Pelicans, and you'll go and take on John Morant, Liss, Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow night. This is just continuing to set up for an, a great battle between Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks, along with Kristaps Porzingis and Giannis and company coming up on Monday at Pfizer Forum, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's obviously uh, not – I mean, I think with this Bucks team, they're so talented that I think maybe in the past you'd have been like, oh, man, you know, if you can get a win against whatever team with – X player out. That's great. You know, with this Bucks team is so good that you should want everyone and want to see everyone and want the best teams. And, you know, sometimes when that happens, it'll be like Friday night and they'll go just womp the Celtics and, and that'll be that. But I, I think at this point, you just want to see him get challenged more and more. And, and we haven't seen a whole lot of that. So hopefully, uh, again, I guess maybe not a hopefully. You don't want to see them struggle against a bad team like the Grizzlies or the the Cavaliers over the weekend, but you do hope that there's some more tests other than just the very best teams in the league. Like you look at Dallas and Los Angeles, uh, the Lakers next week, like those two are going to be tough, but yeah, I think some more challenges for this team would be good. Maybe, maybe all the players would laugh at me for saying that because they just want to get some wins and, and get out of town wherever they are. But I think ultimately it could be even better for them to keep getting tested. What about Eric Bledsoe? Uh, th- this is a guy that tends to be a little bit of a lightning rod on social media when you bring up his name uh, from time to time. Uh, and I've just summed it up with, you know, when Giannis and Middleton aren't playing, it's one Eric Bledsoe. And when they both are playing, then it's I'm just going to sit back here in the shadows and let those guys go to work uh, and not really be all that involved. Last night was a perfect example. There is no Giannis, so he steps up his game and plays at a different level. But we don't see that Eric Bledsoe very much with the other two. And come postseason time, they're going to need that from him consistently in the playoffs if they're going to win an NBA championship. I am just so delighted that you asked me about this, Sparky, because I have an article coming out here in The Athletic in the next 24 hours about, you know, kind of some of the stuff that they're doing to try to make sure that they get a more confident Eric Bledsoe uh, when you get to the postseason because you're 100% right. Like, what he does in those moments is truly what matters. And, uh, you know, is that unfair to him that, whatever he does in the regular season can't matter. And, you know, we, we can't go out and say this is good or, or that is good or, or, or anything like that. And 
I mean, maybe a little bit, but that's how this whole team is judged. Like, everyone only cares about what this team does in the postseason, so Eric Bledsoe has to go the same way. And I think the big thing is going to be whether or not he can shoot in the postseason. Last year against the the Raptors, his three-point percentage was, I think, 17%, 5 of 29 in that series against the Raptors. And, I mean, those games are so close that if he's 8 of 29, which is still terrible, uh, they win. Like they go out and, and they win that series. So uh, I think that is really what it is all about is, you know, what can he do in the playoffs? And, you know, the Bucks are working really hard on trying to get him to be a better shooter. They have Kyle Korver working with him. They also have uh, Ben Sullivan, who's their shooting expert on, on the coaching staff and obviously notably the guy that spends a lot of time with Giannis. So Ben Sullivan has, you know, one heck of a job right now where, He's got the best player in the league, and he's tasked with helping make him a better shooter as a guy that struggled with his jump shot for a while. And now he also has Eric Bledsoe, who has struggled with his jump shot at times throughout his career, but especially in the last two postseasons. So uh, there's a lot of work to do there, but I I agree with you. When when Giannis or Chris is out, then Bledsoe can be a little bit more aggressive. He can take a few more shots. I think he feels a little bit uh, more comfortable, but you know, when you have to fit it back into the team concept and make sure that everyone's happy and everyone's eating, uh, that's where it gets more difficult. But that's what great teams are. I mean, no one's going to feel bad for the Bucks when, you know, we've seen teams like the Golden State Warriors figure it out with all those stars. So no one's going to feel bad for the Bucks. But that is kind of one of the burdens of being a really good team is you have to find a way to make everyone happy to make sure uh, that everyone's getting a chance to eat. Yeah, I'm looking at um, – well, first of all, it was a, a pleasure and an honor to have you out of the toy drive uh, in person. I thought we had a lot of fun with that. Um, I'm looking at trade possibilities. I mean, because at one point you got to figure out, is this team good enough to get deep into the playoffs? Uh, is the front office under new ownership? Do you sense that this ownership like to wheel and deal a little bit, or is it too early to tell? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily about ownership or if it's about John Horst or or really who it's about, but since Horst has taken the job, he's been really serious about, I mean, really pushing all their, I don't want to say all their chips on the table because then everyone's going to talk to me about luxury tax and not paying Malcolm Brogdon, so I'm not going to do that. But in the season, (laughs) they, they have gone after it. Like last year, I didn't think they had anywhere near enough assets to try to pull off a deal. And then they sneak in a Nikola Mirotic deal uh, at really right before the trade deadline. And, again, that didn't work out. Mirotic missed a bunch of shots in the Eastern Conference Finals and, you know, drew the ire of the entire city of Milwaukee in that series. But, you know, that was them pushing in the chips. Like, that was them saying, hey, we know we're really good. We know we have the best team in the league, but we're still going to try to get better. And I think you're going to see much of the same this year, that – they know that they have to impress in these moments, that they have to do every single thing they can to go out and win an NBA championship to make sure that Giannis signs on the dotted line on, on July 1st this year. Like, that's, that's, what this mm-hmm. whole, this, that's what all of this is about. So I, I fully expect them to do everything they can uh, here now that they're in the season to try to go out there and, and find a way to add some more talent at the deadline. But I don't – I mean – there's no place he can go in the future that's going to win 20 straight games. I, I mean, he's not going to go to the Lakers. It would make sense 
and this may be all be a part of negotiations, but I think it's a fact that they're going to offer him the more money than he can ever make. I mean, financially, yeah, I mean, I, I tell people that all the time. Like, the Bucks can offer ninety million dollars more than anyone else. Man, ain't nobody like, throwing away that kind of money. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a whole bunch of money. So, so maybe maybe it's possible, and maybe Giannis uh, does run out. But all that seems pretty unlikely right now. As this team rattles off win after win. Eric, you oh. have to be his Brian Windhorse if he leaves, buddy. You got to just ride those coattails right into stardom. <laughs> that's what you got. That's what Windhorse did with LeBron. You got to do the same thing with Giannis now. Eric wrote a book. With Don't him, leave us, though. I mean, I mean, the bad thing for you, Spark, is that means I'm leaving your coattails. I've been, you know, hanging on to those for a while. So now i got to find some new coattails. Yeah, I, I don't even see he, how you would even admit that. You'll get paid you. a hell of a lot more being on his coattails. I promise. You'd have sold way more books <laughs> if you'd have said it the other way. <laughs> but I'll do it real quick. Back on the trade for a minute. Because yeah. we're going to do this after you you get off. Steve going to present me something for Josh Hader. I ain't selling, but I got to open my own roast from Roberts. So, uh, if you if they wanted to make a trade, what position would it be? Would it be, you know, a four, a three, shooting guard, point guard, or just more scoring off the bench? What could a team I, this I good know, still want? I know last night there might not have been, it was a late tip last night, 8:30. Uh, so I don't know if everyone stayed up. Also, Giannis wasn't playing, so I don't know if everyone caught it. But there was a guy in the Pelicans that scored 31 points left. His name's J.J. Redick. He's no. playoff tested. Ugh. In this offense, he'll be amazing. Not again. We went through that once, Eric. But it's a different He's offense. Oh. This offense that shoot a lot of threes, which he's good I at. I understand, Sparky, but I think, <laughs> just a guess, this is just a guess on my part, Ugh. that J.J. Redick is going to be a lot more happy to play with Giannis Nakumbo, Chris Middleton than he was to play with Monte Ellis and Brandon James. I absolutely I don't know agree. That. I don't know that to be fact. Um, I don't care. But... Just the name makes me sick. <laughs> the trade that went down, that makes me ill. How he played when he got here, that makes me ill. I just, I... Yeah, yeah. my dad's that's, the same that's way. All fair. Uh, yeah. That's all fair, but when, when I think when you look at kind of what this team needs, you just want one more knockdown shooter. Sure, the yes. shoots so many threes. Yes, you're right. They're at a spot where it's like, I think they're 17th in three-point percentage. So you want to see that number come up, and the best way for that number to come up is to find another shooter. Reddick's one I think about, uh, Davis Bertans from the Washington Wizards as well. He's a little bit of an awkward fit because he's a 3-4 in this roster. Yeah. There's a bunch of guys that are kind of like that. But the Wizards are just a mess. Does Kevin, Love make too much, does Kevin Love make too much money? Kevin Love might make too much money, and I don't think he fits very well. Like, if you want to, it's just really tough to fit a power forward on this roster with Giannis because Giannis is going to eat up 35, 36 of those minutes mm-hmm. every single night. So I don't know if you can play those two together. I don't know if he's what he once was. I know he wasn't what he once was, but I don't even know how is he 70% of what he once was. I, I, don't, I don't know. So yeah, I think I know. Kevin Love's yeah. going be too big. Talking with Eric Name here. He covers the Milwaukee Bucks, one of the best in the business. At Eric underscore Name, N-E-H-M, is where you follow his work name. Uh, on Twitter as well. So, Eric, at, at this particular point in time, we, we try to eyeball the, the toughest parts, and, and I've been having this conversation with people on the postgame show of people eyeballing the spots in the schedule that could trip them up. How close to a pace of being historic in a 70-win team could you see this Milwaukee Bucks team being? I mean, they're there right now. Uh, you look at 
you look at the schedule, they really did themselves in favors by having so much of that road-heavy start. Uh, so they still got to go out west a couple times, so you're going to have some of that. And then I do think, you know, you look at the end of last year, Giannis sat out a bunch of games in the Final Ten last year. And I think <laughs> I wasn't sure to, I was going to be ready to think about this or, you know, talk about anything like this, but you – like, when the Warriors were chasing 72, I don't think the Bucks will. Um, but when they were chasing it, all those guys were like, no, like, I'm playing. I'm not sitting out. Right. We're not going to rest. We're not going to do any of that. I'm curious what this team is kind of wired like because, I, frankly, I was surprised that they were able to convince Giannis to sit out during a winning streak like, like they had last night. I, I just thought he would say, no, like, we're not going to lose this because I'm sitting out. Obviously, they got through it pretty easily against the Pelicans, but I, I'm I'm curious if that switch kind of flips into that overdrive of, all right, we got a chance to be historic, let's go do it, or we got a chance to be really good, let's make sure we're healthy for the playoffs and win like 65-66, because that, that would still be a pretty good spot to be in. So I tend to lean that way, especially with the way Bud runs things in the way that he manages all these guys' minutes. So I, I doubt we see them even try to go for something like that, but I mean, they're on that pace right now. You look at the next month or so, it's pretty easy. Uh, I think once you get into January, then you're starting to talk about some more tough games and making all this a little bit more difficult. Just think, Eric. Back in the day when you were an intern here at the radio station, could you ever have imagined that, A, you would be covering this organization for a living, but even better yet, that you would be talking about – well, maybe they'll rest some guys and they'll settle for 65 wins. Could you ever have imagined this playing out? No, it's bananas. It's absolutely bananas. And, uh, God is good. You know, I, everyone always says, like, you never know the good times until you're out of them. I think every Bucks fan should know these are the good times. Yes. So enjoy them. Yes. Like, yeah, there, there's no doubt about that, so just enjoy it. Yep. That's the best. That's the best kind of life advice this man could give anybody. Eric, name. Joining us here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Eric, appreciate it, man. We'll talk next week, all right? I appreciate y'all. Have a good night. Take it easy, man. That's Eric Name, Eric underscore name, N-E-H-M. You follow him on Twitter and his coverage of the Milwaukee Bucks. He'll join us next week on Thursdays. He does each and every week Mm. at 448. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.